So the reason I'm reflecting back to the gym is because I caused myself a mischief there today. Okay. So I messaged Josh <laughs> earlier. Christmas mischief. <laughs> I, I messaged Josh earlier because I was coming to go to an appointment and I sort of said, do you want me to drop Winnie off prior? And Josh had gone, Yep. We haven't caught up in ages like it was some friend that he hasn't seen forever. She is. <laughs> which is good. The dog father is present in her life a lot. He's not like a, a father that doesn't show up. Yeah, nothing I worse always, than an absentee, absentee <laughs> dog father. He's, a, uh, he's definitely a, a good, reliable. He doesn't actually surprise. You don't supply much financial support to us, I must say. <laughs> no, nor should I. <laughs> But you're not an absentee father. Yeah. Um, and I said to Josh, oh, I'm going to have to like just do a drop and run because I've got the dropsies. Yeah. So this last sort of week, I've become very injured. <laughs> and I think my spatial awareness is completely off. And I didn't think that I was feeling that bad until the last two days of gym sessions mm. where – I know that you haven't probably pointed it out or directly noticed, but I've got like a red mark across the middle of my nose. That is from taking something very literally and doing a clean and jerk and keeping the bar close to me, but somehow managing to like smash my nose (laughs) on the way up and getting like the level of like, and someone going, are you right? And I'm like, yep, like it. (laughs) <laughs> but having crusty blood and everything in there later, but not realising that I'd actually done that level of mischief until I went to look in the mirror and I was like, oh, that's – and then feeling it and it's like, oh, it's like one of those things that you see on botched. <laughs> and they've gone in to get their, like, buckle fixed. Yeah. <laughs> and then today I was there and I was telling the trainer about that and he was like telling me to do a sumo squat. Have you done a sumo squat before? Mm. Yeah. So, but this was a sumo squat. So you're standing with your feet very wide apart. And he got me to have a kettlebell, but then he was getting me to do a high pull with it at the same time. Yep. And again, he's like, you need to really like come in close. And, and then the second reiteration that he put in, he goes really thrust with your hips on the way up. And I did that and clocked myself on the pubic bone (sighs) with a 20 kilo kettlebell right on the bone (laughs) to the point where it like, you know, if someone like hits your head and it echoes, it made a crack and he went, oh, you're right. And I was like, yep, yep. It's like, it was just like... Not getting any action for a while. It's, it's very like, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's not much flesh there. <laughs> and, I, and I immediately was like, look, I'm not saying that like I would suffer like a man. Like, I'm sure it's not the same pain as if I kicked you or whatever yeah. like this, but it hurt yeah. a little bit that like, <laughs> like this. And he's like, oh. And then I was like, oh, I felt like I took that way too literally and channeled like my Drome Street work or something like that. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time that I was helping Dane Simpson, who for people who don't know is a comedian from Wagga, who's very successful. We were packing up after a gig at Charles Sturt here in town and accidentally cable whipped the dick. Oh. Like we were just wrapping cables and I clocked myself 
right in the area. Ugh. And he looked at me and said, did you just whip the dick? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I and didn't then, even know that that was a thing. Oh, yeah. it ca- wrapping cables is dangerous work oh. if, you do it, if you're not careful. Yeah. Because you pull it towards yourself to try and get the whole thing closed uh. and then it can have a whipping effect. Yeah, it's a shared experience. Uh. So even just imagining how bad that would have felt for you, yeah. Yeah, I've done, I've had, I don't know, I'm very accident prone mm. in general, but two in a row like that was like your spatial awareness is clearly off like something that for me is a good telltale <laughs> sign that maybe you're <laughs> at the, the end of like your Christmas cheer <laughs> and you're not. But even two weeks ago, I don't know if I told you about this one, it's been a lot in the last couple of months and I'm like, yeah, you've had enough of this year. That's you can that's enough. <laughs> um, when I was doing stuff at the race course, I was getting these these are all my fault. Clearly I can't just blame anyone else yeah. other than the fact that you've instructed me to do something and I've interpreted it the wrong way. <laughs> um, we were unstacking things and we had different areas to put stuff and there was like a heap of tables and things that needed to go in one area but the area wasn't quite ready yet now to remove everything out of the way and then bring stuff back i was like that is so stupid like the stuff is here let's just unstack it and put it on one of these spare racks and move on and do the rest of the stuff so it's not double handling and there was no practical like level of like they weren't getting it And I was getting like frustrated. So I was moving all the stuff myself. But then there was, so I'm looking at, just so that you guys know from a size reference point of view, looking at a coffee table right now and would it be, what would it be? One and a half metres long? Yeah. Yeah. One and a half metres long by about oh, like 80 centimetres yep. wide rectangle. And that was about the size of these bracket things that were holding all the the tables and that. And I, there was one there and I bent down in a very like good farmer's carry right in the middle, picked it up. It was like, would have been about 15, 20 kilos, very light, just like, wow, great technique. But then I've gone to like walk forward and didn't factor in that I am little and this is about my size and by me actually moving that is going to cause like a seesaw (laughs) effect with said thing and ended up like just basically tipping over backwards with my legs (laughs) straight in the air. There was like four guys there straight up in the air, but this metal come back and cracked me on the top of the head. Like as I was, like I did, that was a big bit of mischief. And that was one of those things where you go, someone went, oh, you're right. (laughs) And I was like, yep, yep. Like this and I just like bounced right up. Like in my brain it's like your legs have literally just been right up vertical in the (laughs) AML. And that was a shake it off moment where you're like, oh, there's too much to do here. I'm not reporting this because it's clearly like my fault. (laughs) (laughs) I had such an egg on my head that by the end of the day, like when I finally let it like yield itself, yeah. I had such a concussion. It was so, <laughs> it was such a good crack. Like you couldn't even repeat that if you tried. Yeah. It was just in my brain, I'd thought of the one thing, lift it safely, walk, 
but not factored in the tip factor. (laughs) I've got these glass scales in my bathroom and I went to walk into the bathroom about a week ago and I just clipped the side of them with with my right foot. And I'm like, okay, that was close. I could have bashed my toes. I'm going to kick it against like back further against the wall so there's no chance when I'm walking around that I'm going to bash that. I went to the bathroom, came back out of the toilet and then went to walk out and with my left foot drove all my toes straight into this thing and all of them had cuts on them and I hurt my neck. Like It jolted my body that much that I whiplashed myself. (laughs) I had like a tear forming in my eye. It hurt that much. Like as you get older, the area of instant like numbness increases. Like most of my lower leg felt like it wouldn't work anymore. (laughs) And I had a sore neck and I haven't, I've been wearing shoes during weather where thongs were the the choice because I, you would have been able to see that every one of my toes had a cut on it, like straight across it. And I put my foot down the next day because you just still think that, oh, I bashed my foot or my toe. That's, that's a five hour thing. You forget. You wake up and you're like, oh, my foot is still really sore. I'm old. Well, the reason I was bringing up these things was because of the ankle rolly story that we bonded over very early on. Actually, the first podcast that we were ever together on was Josh interviewing me about being a trainer and mentioning an injury, which was his bad ankle Mm. from doing what he termed an ankle rolly. (laughs) It's a bad one. Where just from walking stairs had managed to just tweak it and still to the day. Yeah, never the same. Feel, feels the pain of the old <laughs> ankle rolly incident. And I'm trying to reflect back on all my injuries and dumb things that I've done, like the ones that I've just said and gone, what of those were the ones that like have clearly fully come full circle and are continuing to impact me but I've forgotten mm. what they were <laughs> and I like the other thing that came to my mind so I was telling the guy because I'm the person at the gym someone will describe something to me and my brain will go oh, there's going to be issues here yeah. like I feel like and I'll be like is everyone anyone ever and I'm like oh nah and I'm like I think that's going to be me. Like, that'll be me. I'll get into a zone. And if I've got a scar in between my eyes from when I've been doing box jumps with such, like, great technique that I've, like, brought my, like, prayer hands up so close to my body and just taken a divot of skin out. With your own thumbnail. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like that. (laughs) And those things, like, I was laughing about them at – The injury-prone factor, I've also got in the car. I don't know if I told you about this. This is a recent one. I had to go to the doctor because I was weeding. And you've seen how I'm covered in scars all over. That's because I get like in this zone. But I was weeding and I managed to somehow pull a fennel. Like have you seen, you know, fennel that you buy? It comes like when it's grown up big, it's got like a thicker woody stalk at the end. Mm. I pulled a bit of fennel out and it ricocheted and went into my arm like a splinter. And (laughs) I thought that I got most of it out, but I've got a lump of fennel in my (laughs) 
arm and I had to take antibiotics and everything like that. And then trying to explain to, I'm just going to say, a foreign doctor why I was worried about this inflamed thing in my arm. He's like, oh, what happened? And I was like, well, I got some fennel in my arm and he was just didn't even know what fennel was yeah. and he's like is that a plant like it's like it was going down this whole thing so he's given me an x-ray to see if there's still a wedge of fennel because i've got like a big lump on my arm now from that <laughs> but i think the thing that what are the ones that have impacted others the most of your injuries oh. like you know where you've like done something but it's like directly impacted someone else i have i definitely do have one it might not be what you're thinking though one thing is do you think that with my foot situation that i actually put that in my own head that i'd solved the problem but that's what made me walk into the thing do you find that some like it's like if you think don't tread on that or don't don't run into that thing or don't do this or if you open a door of a car don't hit the car next door i always find that actually putting that language into my own mind makes it feel much more like it's going to happen. Well, there's a lot of psychological yeah. training on marketing and stuff like that and also psychologically tricking yourself. Mm. So by saying don't move that coaster that's on the table, mm. that is now focused solely on that coaster. Yep. Whereas if your wording would be look at the table over there and all, all the space, that wouldn't be a, a thing that you would worry about. Therefore, you wouldn't like beeline for it. So <laughs> by directly focusing on yeah. solving it, sometimes it's creating a- Yeah, the flow a, on. The flow on I, effect. In two years, I've never bashed my foot on this scale. Yeah. And the one time I thought that's, that's a problem that I ne never have to think about, within yep. 30 seconds, I bashed my entire foot. So. <laughs> I reckon I'll-, I'll I'll double down and get the actual, like a proper example, but there is yeah. is things about the way of training, the way that you talk like about. Like linguistic programming yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. talk about but, just an object that you are trying to, it's like when you say to a, a toddler, don't touch the stove, yeah. don't touch the stove. And of course they become like focused, like that's super fascinating. That's all they can think about. Mm. So instead of saying don't touch that, you should be directing their attention into an, another type of language yeah. so that, yeah, it's not like a, a beeline thing. But yeah. to answer your question, I'll give you a story where my injury being worse than it could have been actually saved a different person getting hurt. Oh. So I was riding around on a Honda 70, yeah. which is a little motorbike that looks like a little Harley almost. Yeah. And- it was heavy enough when you're a 10, 12-year-old that if it went to tip, you're not going to be able to stop it. Yeah. And had tiny little weird handlebars, so you kind of like your arms were right in front of you. And yep. it had really tiny wheels, like little fat wheels. So if you got into anything like a divot yep. or even just any kind of depression in the paddock, you were basically going down. So my little brother was on the back of but the fun. bike. It was super fun. It was yeah. great because you could slide the bike and it wasn't heavy enough to do any damage yeah. to you yeah. really, but heavy enough not, not to hurt you, but too heavy to stop it from falling over. Yeah. Beautiful for slides when it was wet. <laughs> and we're coming out of one of the paddocks and we went over just this cattle grate and then went straight into by accident 
into this massive divot that an excavator from the council had left. And once you're in one of those things on this bike, the wheels aren't big enough to get back over the side of the divot. So you basically have to try to pick your spot and then try to like launch out of the divot. <laughs> <laughs> and normally that wouldn't be an issue because I would just normally like lift, almost lift the front of the bike up like a push bike. Yeah. And the, the front wheel would go over, but I didn't account for Cam being on the back, the extra weight. I went to go like that. We just hit the side of this divot. <laughs> We both flew off from this dirt track out of this out of the divot onto the actual paved road, oh God. which was right next to us where there's cars and milk trucks going up and down. I crashed straight into their shoulder first and then Cam crashed into me and not one part of his body touched the earth except for his watch. <laughs> oh, which he would have been very annoyed about. Oh, which I he, yes, that's part of the part of the communication that occurred later. <laughs> But essentially, I went from having what could have been just me rolling out of with some scratches from a, a crash yeah. into him driving me like a hammer straight into the road with way more force than I probably needed to. So I broke my, I detached my whole collarbone from my shoulder. Oh. I walked up to my sister, who's a nurse. She just was there because yeah. it must have been school holidays. I mean, Christmas holidays. And she kind of looked at me and then went to straighten me up because she thought I had a dislocated shoulder. And no, that was not what happened. Ah. So my shoulder had dropped a couple of inches down from where it should have been and she just kind of tried to straighten me up and then most painful moment of my entire life. And then I got back from the hospital later. Like I couldn't, I had to sleep sitting up for six weeks. I couldn't breathe and I couldn't even move quickly without being in excruciating pain. Cam said to me, you owe me a watch. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I can't, sugar juice all over Yes, it. <laughs> well, it's a sugar juice situation. <laughs> Just as much pain. Uh, and that led on to me not – I was a very strong swimmer. Yeah. Like I made the state finals multiple times around that age for butterfly and freestyle and backstroke. And my PE teacher, that's annoyed me even more, and I won't say who it was, but the particular PE teacher said in my report, as our best swimmer, Josh's fitness has really fallen off this summer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay to share a quick butt story? Another butt story? Oh, about my dream last yeah, night? We'll finish up Oh, this. Well, just throw me under that butt, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I had this really weird dream last night and, look, I'm not going to lie, I've been working hard at the gym. So, like, and I've finally just feel like I'm getting a bit more movement in my body and I in and this was like that is true life but like in my dream I was also like going I'm proud of you like you've stuck with it and I was looking I just got out of the shower and I was looking in I've got a mirror and I was looking in the mirror and I was like oh you're getting a little bit more tone back in your arm smell and I sort of did like the whole spin around where you go to look at the back half of yourself where you poke your butt out as if you're like a and I looked at my butt and it was had like black hairs on it <laughs> and in like clusters like chest hair. And I just remember being horrified. I was like, what, what is going on here? Like this is, um, <laughs> how have I not noticed this? The, the, I think this comes from a fear that one day I will not be able to look after myself as well. And, like, the, the things that, you know, when you see, like, old grannies and stuff and they've got, like, long hairs that are, like, four inches coming off their chin and you're yeah. just like, why haven't you got rid of that? And they just 
I can't see it or don't care. And I was like, whoa, I'm this bad right now that I haven't even noticed that my butt is like <laughs> super hairy and yeah. black chunks. And it was like, you know, when you see men and they've like lost their hair off their head and it's like it's fallen off and it's just like attached to a follicle that was on their back. <laughs> you know that, don't you? Yeah. My brain went immediately to going, I've been lying in someone else's pubes and <laughs> <laughs> they've attached my butt and I'm not moving around enough. Oh, and now I've got like these cluster follicles of like yuckness. Anyway, so the moral of the story is I was thinking I need to go and get some laser and quickly get onto that before it becomes <laughs> a thing. And I did check this morning my but he's not black and hairy. I will just clarify that. It's a, <laughs> well, it's thank a, you for the update. That's okay. That's fine. Like, the guys wouldn't have been able to handle it for another week. No, I know. Like, oh, no. I should have left it on a clincher, like a <laughs> just a cliffhanger moment. But anyway. <laughs> so talking about something we prefer to be, well, we could take it black but not hairy. We'd love a coffee. So if you've enjoyed today's episode, you could buy us a coffee or you could just do what's even better and that share the show with someone you think might like it. Yeah. I'll see you in 2024, Mel. Ew. Bye-bye. Latest. <laughs> <Ew. laughs>